victory over deception. How many of you know deception is real? You know, um, I've been walking with God, like for real walking with God for 20, little over 20 years now, and preaching for 20, pastoring for 12, you know, so I've been around for a little while when it comes, you know, to ministry, and I've, I've seen some people, some people come, some people go, you know, I've seen, I've seen pastors, ministers, elders, I've seen some backslide, but how many of you know it's one thing to backslide, it's another thing to walk away from? To, to abandon God. Because you can backslide and not abandon God. You just, so what you've done, you've, you've abandoned having a relationship with God and, and, and being connected to a local church. But I'm grateful for Jeremiah 3 and 14 because the word of God is very specific. It says in Jeremiah 3, 14 that, that God is married to the backslider. Amen. So there's nothing that, that, that you can do that, that, that's going to cause God to abandon you. Let's look at that real quick. It says, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. In other words, he's saying, even though you left me, I'm still in covenant with you. And this Old Testament, then it even goes on and says, I will take you one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you into Zion. Zion talking about the church. And then even after he says the backsliding are, 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 he's married to him, then look what he even says in verse 15. So this is what he does for backsliders. He says, and I'm going to give you a shepherd. Somebody, a shepherd is one that covers and protects uh, according to my heart. I'm going to put you up to somebody that actually has my heart. And, and then it says they're going to feed you knowledge and understanding. Because how many you know knowledge is power, especially when you apply it? Now, now put up verse 22 real quick. Verse 22. Stay in Jeremiah 3. But look what verse 22 even says. This is, this is a blessing. This is one of the scriptures that I used to lean on when I used to be uh, backsliding. Anybody been there? You serve God in spurts. No, look, this, anybody been there? A roller coaster Christian. Up one day, down the next. Thank God for the mercies, huh? This, return, you old backsliding children. I will heal you. That word heal means I'll cure you, I'll repair you of your backsliding. Indeed, we, we do come to you for you are, are the Lord our God. So tonight, I want to talk about, you know, uh, deception. Desert, deception means to be misled or, or to be falsely persuaded or falsely persuade others. Also, the word deception means to be swindled, to be tricked to be seduced, to be conned, or to even be stiff. Because 1 Peter 5 and 8 says that, that Satan is still going as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. You know, I grew up in church, and they would always say that God is going to do in you what he wants to do. That's not necessarily true, because we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We have to cooperate with the plans that God has for us. If not, you can abort your destiny. So that was such, so far from the truth when they, and I, and I, and I get what they were saying, God's going to do what he wants to do in you and through you and for you. Not, 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 we got a free will. Can I get a witness up in here? All of us, if we wanted to, we could walk away from God tonight and be done. Obviously, we're not going to do that because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And at the end of the day, we want to fulfill our God assignment in the earth. Amen. So 
Let's talk about this. Look at verse 24 again. It says, uh, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and they're going to show great signs. And you probably say, Pastor, how are they going to show great signs? Because if you read King James Version, Romans eleven twenty nine, it says gifts and callings are without repentance. You can be living a life contrary to God and God still will anoint you. A lot of times, my mom, I always would ask my mom, because when I was a little kid, they would drag me to these little 3 o'clock anniversaries, and, you know, anybody been there, you go to, you went to, you had service at Sunday school at 10, and then you had service at 12, and you always went to somebody's 3 o'clock anniversary. Then you go back to your church at 7. That's why I left God for five, six years. I was just churched out. That's just too much. <laughs> but, but I remember um, at the 3 o'clock service, there was a gentleman that was preaching, and he was a, a, a known uh, womanizer. And I asked my mom, I said, Mom, how does God still use him? Because a lot of people know that he's got a wife, and he got a girlfriend in the church, and he just had a baby with her, and nobody doesn't say anything. I said, how does God still use him? And she said, son, sometime God will anoint a wolf for the people's sake. In other words, God's word still going to go forth. The anointing will still go forth. Because God doesn't want the people to be done wrong, if you will. He still wants the work. And so as you say, well, how can a false prophet still have great signs? It's because the gifts and the callings are without repentance. That's like, come on, people that sing, people that preach. I mean, just because you mess up don't mean you're going to come in here on Sunday and can't sing. If God was in the business of taking away gifts, wouldn't we all be in trouble? I'm so glad that he don't take away preaching gifts. <laughs> Amen. That he don't take away singing gifts and administrative gifts and so on and so forth. Amen. Because if that's the case, boy, God will be going around to every church that's taking stuff. Give me that back. Because <laughs> really none of us deserve it. But it says false Christ and false prophets will, and they will show great signs and wonders. God will still move. God going to still have his way. Because guess what? God's word is anointed all by itself. Can I get a witness up in here? Here's a word. His when it's going forth, it's just anointed because it's the word. And that's why he said in Isaiah 55 and 11, my word will not return back void. So let's get into this a little bit. So, so it says, if possible, somebody say, if possible, even the elect. That means that there are people that are sitting in the pews and people in the pulpits that can actually be deceived can be, can be, again let's look at the swindled, I like that one, it can be seduced or stiffed or even tricked because what I found out in these 20 years that I've been preaching the gospel I've watched some people get bored in their purpose, get bored in their calling and then the enemy begins to whisper in them that there's more and then they start thinking that there's other paths to get to God and we know there's only one path to get to God. And the reason why I'm preaching this is because I've even seen people that used to be members of this church. I know five right now that have like literally abandoned God. Didn't backslide. That's one thing to backslide, but another thing to like totally say I'm done with God. Can I get a witness? Now how many of us backslid before? All right. Boy, look at all these honest people. But how many of y'all said I'm just done with God. I ain't going back to him. Raise your hand. That's what I thought. Not one hand, because you ain't that crazy. Can I get a witness up here? 
I might have stumbled and failed, but I still respect God and I still, I, I know that I'm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and created in his image and created in his likeness. I, I, I know that I'm still an heir of God and a, a joint heir with Christ, you know, and, and I still believe that he became, he knew not sin. Put that up real quick, 2 Corinthians 5.21. He knew not sin, but he became sin for us. Uh -huh. He became sin for us that we might uh, become the righteousness of God in him. And when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can't lose your righteousness. That's like my sons. If they abandon me, they still my son. I might not like what they're doing, but that doesn't take away they still steal. You understand what I'm saying? So, 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 go to 1 John 2.22. Let's get into this. So, remember, if possible, it says even the very elect will be deceived, which takes away that whole mentality of God's going to do in you what he want to do. Not if you allow the enemy to come in and swindle you, con you, stiff you, or as we would say back in the Baptist church, hoodwink you. <laughs> Look at this. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is the Antichrist. Who denies the Father and the Son? We've got some that have done that. They, 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 anybody that does not, and we love everybody, but if you do not believe that, and, and that, that you have to come through Jesus to get to the Father, you're the Antichrist. We still love you. There's no love loss. Matter of fact, we're going to try to do Proverbs 1130 because he who wins his souls is wise. We're going to try to do everything we can to get you out of your anti-ways, anti-Christ ways. So who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is the anti-Christ who denies the Father and the Son. Next verse. Then it says, whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. I mean, come on, there's people that say, oh, we believe in the Father and we believe that Jesus was a prophet, but we don't believe he was the Messiah and we don't believe he's King of kings and Lord of lords. Well, you just missed it. And I'm sticking to my guns on that. Because, again, there are some people that have left this church and now they're black Israelites. They didn't got bored in their purpose. And now they're looking for a cause. And allowed the enemy to come in and rent space in their head. And I believe that they were God's elect. I believe they were called, they were anointed, appointed, and called by God and all of that. But somewhere down the line, they've allowed a seed to be planted. And it's got them off task. Have become, some have become Muslims. Come on, somebody. Amen. And we know what they, they believe in the Father, but they, they oh, Jesus was just a prophet. No, he was more than the prophet. No, he became sin for, for me. That I might be the righteousness of God. He died for me and was rose on the third day. Come on, somebody. Yes, he died, but he got up. Look at your neighbor and say, he got up. <laughs> uh, I'll preach that on Easter. Praise God that he got up. But it says, but whoever does not, who, who denies the son does not have the father either. And he who acknowledges the son. As the Father also, you got to acknowledge the Son. You got to acknowledge what he did on that cross. Put up Philippians 2.10. 2.10. Philippians 2 and 10. 
And then we're going to get more in-depth and, and deep into this, 2 and 10. So we might not twirl tonight. It's going to be more teaching. It says that, 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 that at the name of Jesus, somebody say Jesus. See, at the name of Je every knee shall bow. Those in heaven and those in earth and those under the earth. Next verse. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our God, the Father. So you, if you don't bow now, you're going to bow later. Straight up. Amen. So we, we, we got, as believers, we, we got to, and people that don't believe in this, you know what I do with them at the barbershop? I said, Galatians 4 and 16, put it up. Y'all know where I'm going. <laughs> Boy, y'all know this is my scripture. Have I therefore become your enemy? I thought we was good. I thought you was my dude. Now all of a sudden, we, we didn't hit a wall in our relationship because we don't see eye to eye, but I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Uh, uh, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Can we put that up in the message? Put that up in the message. I, I like how it flow in the message. If you don't have it, it's all good. If you can. And, and, and now I suddenly, suddenly now become your enemy simply by telling you the truth. I can't believe it. I thought we was good. I can't believe it. I, I thought we was, you know, you was my dude. I can't believe it. But no, man, at the end of the day, Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, we hit it. If possible, even the very elect will be deceived. Amen. The Antichrist, you cannot have the, get to the Father unless you go through the Son or through the Antichrist. It is what it is. Amen. And then go to, uh, Go to uh, 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 1 Timothy 4 and 1. 1 Timothy 4 and 1. Look at this real quick. It says, I, I charge you therefore, my brother, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at the appearing of his kingdom. Next verse. Or go to first. I'm sorry. You know what? We're going to come back. No, you know what? Stay right here for a minute. We're going to stay right here. It says, preach the word. Be ready in season. And out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Next verse. Then it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. There are some people that, that look at that, look at that. It says, it, 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 There's going to be a time where they, they, where they will come, and it says, And they will not endure sound doctrine. What you're getting tonight is sound doctrine. Because if you, if, if you need to go back and, and, and study anything I preach, you're going to know it's going to be some scripture. Because my opinion is always scripture. My opinion is always the word. So, so, it says, so it says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. There are some people, for whatever reason, they're going to deviate from sound doctrine. Because, say, sound doctrine, that means that now you have a responsibility to begin to apply the word of God because we don't want to just be hearers of the word and not doers. That's in James chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. We don't want to be grace abusers. That's next week. But, but, 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, we had some interesting two-hour conversation in our staff meeting yesterday. We, I'm going to talk to you about that next week. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, uh, but according to their own desires, all you want to do you. That's why people deviate from sound doctrine, because they get to play, oh, I want to do me, but I can't do me. Anybody, you did you, and you saw where it got you. That's why you accepted Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness as your Lord and Savior? Because you, you saw how far you got without him. You feel like, I got limits, and I got ungodly appetites. I'm crazy. <laughs> so, so it says, that, uh, uh, so it says uh, but according to their own desires, because they, they have itching ears. What's the new thing? Sad. One of my favorite pastors, well, he was, is Bishop Carlton Pearson. This man can exegete the Bible, break the Bible down, Greek, Hebrew, got mentored by Earl Roberts. Even my dad and him were good friends. My dad flew him in. He did my baby sister's uh, 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 marriage ceremony, and which I was totally against because I said, Dad, he's, he's a heretic now. He's not teaching sound doctrine. Why would you bring him in and have him do that? My friend, I'm like, but... Let's go to uh, Romans uh, 17, 16, or 16, 17. Look what it says here. And we're going to come back to this Timothy scripture because we got to finish this. But go, this is why I was against this. It, it says, uh, 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 go to, uh, go to, try 16, 17. 16, 17, Romans 16, 17. We're going to find this scripture. Oh, there it is. It says, now I urge you, brethren, Note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me tonight. See, I'm preaching this on Wednesdays because this is for the mature folk. This ain't for the babes. I don't want to, I, I, I preach, I'm more inspiration on Sunday and information on Wednesday. I'm giving you some information. We'll shout Sunday, but but it it, it well, I'll preach something very inspiring, Amen. And we'll dance and shout and but but but, but it, look at that, look at that. Anyone note that that causes division, offense, contrary, contrary to the doctrine that you learn, avoid them. Now the whole world is saved and they don't know it. No, everybody has the potential to be saved. The gospel is inclusive. But not everybody is included. You got to do that Romans 10, 9. How's the whole world saved? And they, you can't skip over certain things in the Bible. You got to do that John 3, 16. I, I think sometimes, that's, see, that's why the Bible says many, many noble are not called. Because sometimes you're just too smart. That's why he'll raise up somebody like me that was a CD student. Did you hear what I said? CD. C's and D's, because I ain't going to get too deep on you. I ain't going to get too intellectual on you. You understand what I'm saying? But, 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 but go, and even as I'm ministering the word, it's the Holy Spirit ministering through me, because I know when I look in the mirror, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit that makes me look like I know what I'm doing. But go back to my Timothy scripture, but I just wanted to sneak that in there. It says, avoid them that teach any other doctrine. So it says, uh, but, but according to all their desires, they want to do what they desire because they, they have itching ears and, and they will heap up for themselves teachers. 
go ahead, keep going, uh, 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 and, and they will turn, uh, uh, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. They will turn their ears away from, and, and be turned aside to fables. Can you believe that that they were that that they turned their ears away from? Could you even imagine you turning your ears away from the truth? That would put you in such a predicament that you might not even come back. And I can get, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Go to the next verse. Let me see if there's some more in here. But, 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 but then it says, but you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Because you're going to have to be able to endure because not everybody's going to like that you have taken a stand for Jesus Christ. Especially as we evolve, this, this world is evolving, it's waxing colder and colder. Uh, you're going to have to be able to endure afflictions. Then it says, uh, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a ministry. You have a ministry. You got to fulfill your ministry. God has called me and you to be evangelists. When you look at the five-fold ministry, what an evangelist is, it means the ones that stirs people up. Even when I go preach like I was in London preaching last week, I didn't go there as no pastor. I went there as an evangelist. My assignment was to stir those people up. They already got a pastor. You feeling me? But my assignment was to go and stir them up and encourage them and tell them it was going to be the year of unusual favor. And we danced and we praised God. And I'm sure the next Sunday he shepherded his people. But we all have the, I believe, a level of grace to be evangelists. It tells us right there. Look at that. It says, endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. We're not giving out evangelist uh, uh, ordination papers. Amen? Just do the work of one. Fulfill your ministry. Amen? Don't you be that person that's deceived. Don't you be that person that turns your ear from truth. Amen? So, go to, uh, now, now, now go, to, go to 1 Timothy 4. We read 2 Timothy 4. To go to 1 Timothy 4 and 1. 1 Timothy. Now the Spirit expressively says that in the latter times, some, somebody say some. See, now, now not everybody's going to do it, but you're going to have them some that's going to depart. Some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving, there's that word deceiving, deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Doctrines of demons. Interesting, huh? Now look what this says. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. Speaking lies of hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Their conscience is seared which means they're not even sensitive to truth. They have abandoned the word of God. Now, that's a travesty when your conscience has been seared. Sometimes God will just give you over. We can go to Romans chapter 1, but I'm, I might, I'm not going to probably be able to get there tonight. That's next week potentially. But isn't it sad that their conscience was, was seared, that they were no longer sensitive to truth? That would be a travesty. That if our conscience, then you just, if truth hits you in the face, you wouldn't even know it. So sad. But as a, your shepherd, as your pastor, it's my responsibility to spiritually educate you for what's to come. You know what messed me up too? I was in uh, London 
and then my taxi driver, um, um, he said, hey, man, I can't get you to your hotel because there's a protest going on right now by your hotel. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, I really don't know. So I'm like, okay. So I got out the cab and I just started walking and I saw these crowd of people. And guess what they were, guess what the protest was? It was against Donald Trump. They in London acting a fool, y'all, in front of my hotel, thousands of people. And they see me walking. I got my Pittsburgh Steeler hat on. So they asked me, you know, was I from America? And I'm like, yeah, they like, well, the news reports like, well, we want to talk to you. I said, they, you really might not want to talk to me. Because the first question they asked me, do you think what we're doing tonight is going to make any difference in America? And I said, absolutely not. You could just see it just knocked the wind out of everybody standing. I said, no, just. I said, at the end of the day, how things work in our nation, he got 48 months. Unless he do something out just off the wall and get impeached. But his fate is already sealed. And then they were like, well, you know, we just don't think that that should, you guys should have voted him in and so on and so forth. And I began to explain. I said, well, God kind of had his hand in that. And I said, as much as I might not like to say that, he did. Put up Romans 13, 1. You know, I got a scripture for everything. I don't want nobody to leave here. Like, I can't believe Pastor said that, that God had his hand in that. Let me, scripture. Somebody say scripture. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. Then it even goes, it says, and the authorities that exist, exist. Somebody say exist. Uh -huh, are appointed by God, by God, appointed by God. You might not like it, but he was appointed by God. I might not like it, but he was appointed by God, period. So now we got to pray for him. He's our, you can say what you want to say about him. He's crazy or whatever. At the end of the day, we have responsibility because if you're an American citizen, now let me drop this on you real quick. First, we're kingdom citizens. But we're also American citizens, and we have to abide by the, obey the laws of the land. And if the word of God says that, again, it says we have to be subject, which means we have to yield and give in to it, even if we don't like it. I've had people come to this church and tell me, I don't particularly care for your style of teaching and preaching, but because we went to three different churches and our children liked your children's ministry better than the other churches, we submitted ourselves to you. And I just smiled, praise the Lord. And I'm not offended at all because I'm delivered from people. I'm just glad that you understand order and because your kids like it up there, you come on and sit your behind up in here and submit yourself to the governing authorities because I've been appointed by God and that's why I exist because he appointed me and anointed me and approved me. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> Next verse. Therefore, whoever resists Donald Trump, that would have said right there, right there. <laughs> Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resists the ordinance of God. So I told those people in London, y'all are wasting y'all time. Put your, get your signs and put them back in your bags and, and go home because what you're doing, you're not going to, well, well, you don't think it will have any effect over there? I said, no. I said, the only way it's going to, it's going to, if, if, 
I said, if the people in America find out the ones who voted against him, they would probably smile, but ain't nothing. They, they go on to bed. They go and get up the next morning. They're going to work. It's a wrap. Now we just got to pray. At the end of the day, let's not go to the book of Deuteronomy. The Bible says he sits one down and brings the other one up. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. But I didn't mean to even deviate on that. But, but, but I don't want you to be running around here mad because you're not in, in agreement with who won. But I gave you scripture to help comfort you to say, you know what? We got to be subject to the governing authorities. They only exist because God put them there. And we got to get, we got to be about it. Amen? Who, who has ever been in there that we agree with everything they did anyway? Listen, Obama, he was black, praise God, eight years, he had an eight-year run, but there's some things, I, did, I was like, what? Come on, somebody. So let's get into this some more. Um, conscious being seared. Let's, not, let's, let's make sure that as believers that we're always sensitive to truth. Let's not ever be that person that abandoned God's word. Go to Galatians 3 and 1. Galatians 3 and 1. Galatians 3 and 1. Look at this real quick. Galatians 3. Look at this. It says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Next verse. Then it says, this only I want to learn from you. Do you receive, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Next verse. Then it says, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? How could you begin in the spirit? And now you want to shift back into the flesh. Why do you want to go back to the law? I mean, no, none of us in this building can fulfill the law. Listen, I'm so glad I wasn't born back then. Man, if you read stuff in the book of Genesis, the, uh, uh, it was this certain individual, he did something. Because, you know, back then, tradition was that, you know, and, and, and culture was that if your brother died and he was married, you had to go take his wife. I don't want, come on, man. Who wants to go behind their brother? Oh, y'all ain't ready for me tonight. I told y'all this is for the mature. This is not a Sunday message. Glory to God. And I want you to go home and Google. That's going to be your homework for tonight. Go Google that story. He wind up marrying, it's a Genesis, a Genesis. He winds up half marrying his, he has to go behind his brother because his brother's dead. And then he did something. How many of y'all know what he did? Raise your hand. All right, about seven of y'all. I want the rest of y'all to go Google. And y'all going to find out what he did. And the Bible says, and God slewed him. Killed him. Killed him. Because of something that he was supposed to spill in her. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me. Somebody say, rated it rated it R. <laughs> Read it when you get a chance. The Bible says, and God 
slew him. And we got, oh, you got people trying to go back to that. Trying to go back to the law. You got to be out of your mind. I'm so glad I ain't got to go run around here sacrificing stuff. Come on, somebody. Can I get it? That Jesus became that sacrifice. Amen? Come on, this world would be a bloody mess with all of us, just us. Last time I checked, there's 300 million people just in America and billions on this planet, if I'm not mistaken. That's a lot. Of, that's a mess. A bloody one. Can I get a witness? <laughs> but go, look at that. Go back to that scripture, though. Look at that. It says, oh, foolish, have you, you, you begun in the spirit. Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? You know, one of the people that I, I highly respect, and, and I'm sure a lot of you gentlemen, maybe even some of you women, maybe remember Reggie White. Played in the NFL for a lot of years. Hall of Famer. And man, loved God. Passionate about God. He was walking in the spirit, doing things in the community. But then he ran across some really bad people in leadership positions. And he saw some things that messed him up. That caused him to deviate from the New Testament and he became a Hebrew. And he began to just focus on the Old Testament. And he began to tell people, I'm living by the Old Testament. All of it. I'm like, now, how you gonna do that? <laughs> That's why Jesus, I'm sorry, God sent Jesus to find out why me and you were stuck on stupid. And Jesus got a little taste, and that's why he said in the book of Hebrews, he said, I, I, being your high priest, I sympathize with you because I was tempted at all points just as you were. He said, but I was without sin, but it still doesn't take away the point that he was, he was, he was tempted like you and I. So now he's saying, I pity y'all over there at Kingdom because I got a chance to feel what you feel when you fall. Even though I didn't fall, I still, I get you guys now. I understand why you have human moments. So I'm going to go on to the cross and I'm going to even have a human moment at the cross because I'm going to even ask God to say, let this cup pass me by. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, which lets me know he has shifted into his flesh, but he shifted back into the spirit and he fulfilled his assignment in the earth. And he became that sacrifice for you and I. Because remember, 2 Corinthians 5.21, remember I quoted it earlier. He became sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God. So why would we want to go back to the law ways? Unfortunately, that's what Reggie White did. And most of you know he died of sleep apnea while he was asleep. And I'm praying to God he made it in. I'm, I'm hoping to God. But how you can't do that. You can't turn away from truth. Because you saw a few Christians mess up. What did Jesus tell the Pharisees? He, without sin, cast the first stone. And then those men laid their rocks down and they left. And then he looked at her. He said, go. Sin no more. What I love about this, he gave her a pass because he said, go. Sin no more. He, gave, he let her leave, but he gave her some instructions. The word go means to withdraw. So he's telling me, you need to withdraw from that life. You're better than that. Now go. Sin no more. But I love the fact that he looked at us and said, he without it, without sin. 
Because we all got an evil nature. I can go to Romans 7, 18 right now. Put it up, put it up, put it up. Romans 7, 18. And it says, for I know that in me, that, it, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. So again, victory over deception. So let me give you three things that's going to quick, real quick, three things that are going to help you have victory over deception. Number one, renew your mind. Put up Romans 12, 1, 2. Romans 12, 1, 2. Romans chapter uh, 12. So, so, so how we, because remember, we're not getting the victory. We already have the victory. Amen? Because we're in Jesus. Amen? Matter of fact, let's look at that real quick. Go to, go to 1 Corinthians 15 and uh, 56. Uh, 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 1 Corinthians 50, go to first, yeah, first Corinthians 15, 56. Let's look at this. It says the sting of death is, is the sting of death is, in, is, is sin, and the strength of the sin is the law. Next verse. Then it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the somebody say victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we already have that. We're not striving to get the victory. You already have the victory because you're in Jesus. Amen? Now, 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 because you have the victory, now we fight from our place of victory. And then every day we have to renew our mind. So number one, renew your mind. So victory, how do I continue to walk in victory and not allow deception to come into my life? You got to renew your mind. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Next verse. Then it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's how you're transformed. That's how you evolve in your, your walk with God is that you have to renew your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So number one, that in order to have victory over deception, you have to continually renew your mind. I don't care how uh, 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 much you grow in God and how much you read your Bible you need to keep reading even as a pastor you know I got caught up for a season this is years ago where I was only studying to pre pre prepare sermons but then I realized I wasn't even feeding myself so even as a pastor I have to prepare sermons for Wednesday night and of course I do three services on Sunday but throughout the week I'm feeding myself put up Revelation 1-3 Revelation 1-3, you have to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. I've only had maybe one or two people in 12 years that told me that they left the church because they didn't feel like they were getting fed. And I told them, feed yourself. Amen. You only get me on Wednesday and Sunday. Maybe you need to read your Bible. You can't be codependent upon me. You better, you better renew your mind just as I'm renewing mine. I'm not getting fed. Well, feed yourself. Get your fork and your spoon and your napkin and feed yourself. <laughs> Somebody say blessed. Is he who reads. That means that word blessed means that there will be special favor on your life. If you read, it says blessed are, are he who reads and those who hear. So you got to read here. Then it says to hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. 
So we got to do three things. We got to read, we got to hear, and we got to keep. Read, hear, keep. Read, hear, keep. If we do that, we won't allow our ear to give into other things. We want our ear won't be persuaded to walk away from truth and abandon God's word. So we got to renew our mind. We got to read. We got to hear. We got to keep. Second thing, and I could even go into more of that, but because of time, stay away from toxic people. Look at your neighbor and say, he preaching now. He preaching now. <laughs> Who you run with is a prophecy of your future. Come on, my black folk, if you're running with Pookie and Ray right now, my Caucasian folks, if you're running around here with Billy Bob, then my Hispanic folk, you need to, sometimes you need to leave Angel alone. You know Julio don't mean you no good. <laughs> so don't leave out here saying I'm a racist. I covered everybody. Pookie, Ray, Ray, Jose, come on somebody. Carlos, Billy Bob, come on. Jane, come on somebody. Shaquita. <laughs> Go to Psalm 1-1. Stay away. So number one, you got to renew your mind. Number two. If you're going to continue to walk in victory, you got to stay away from toxic people. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I know you got to work with them, but they, don't, they shouldn't be counseling you. I know you got to do business with them, amen, but you draw a line with them. Amen? Don't... You, you shouldn't be allowing them to get their scent on you. You should be getting your scent on them. Evangelists. Uh, do you want me to go? I'll go back to the scripture. <laughs> Remember, we all evangelists. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Uh-huh. Next verse. I, we might as well just go to the next one. I love this one. Next one. It says, but his delight is in his law or his word of the Lord. And in his law or his word, he meditate day and night. That's another way that we continue to walk in victory. And don't give in to deception and deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons and so on and so forth. Is when we make up in our mind that we're going to meditate on his word day and night. Then even look what the next verse says. Then it says, then you will be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth this fruit in its season whose leaf uh, also shall not wither and who whatever he does shall prosper. So number one, in order for you to walk in victory over deception, you got to renew your mind. Number two, stay away from toxic people. Number three is you got to dwell in the house. Go to Psalm 23 and about, let's look at the uh, fourth verse. 23 and 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Next verse. Then it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Next verse. Then it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, dwell, I will dwell. Somebody say, I will dwell. 
in the house of the Lord forever. So as long as we renew our mind, stay away from toxic people. Mm -hmm. And that last thing, as long as we dwell in the house of the Lord, like you're doing tonight, you're getting sound doctrine. You're getting truth from God's word. And what does John 8.32 tell us? It says, and the truth will set us free. And it will keep us free if we keep applying it to our life. So people of God, as we are getting near, guess what? We're going to continue to walk in our victory. We have the victory, amen? There's going to be others that potentially might fall by the wayside. Because one thing I've learned, that there's going to be some casualties. But we're not going to be, we're, 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 we're exempt from that. The devil is alive. We're not given to that stuff. We're going to renew our minds, stay away from toxic people, and we're going to continue to dwell in the house of God. Anybody blessed by tonight? Teaching, come on and give God a hand praise.